With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Bear Den, part of the 1012 Podcast Network and partners with Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman. As always, I'm joined by Joe Goodman. Joe, how's it going this uh, Wednesday evening? Man, uh, it's 1-0 Wednesday, Matt. 1-0 Wednesday. That's the way I look at this season. We're currently 1-0. Absolutely. Go 1-0 every week. That's all you got to do. 1-0. Yeah. It's time. It's Wednesday. I mean, we're at the midweek. I think we're at the time now where we start. We 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 leave the past behind. We go back to O and O, and we look forward to what we've got this week. That's right. It's a way to look at it. So, let's just jump right into it. It was a a wild finish to a game on Woo! on Saturday. Baylor spots UCF like I think was it twenty eight to nothing. Before we scored our touchdown, or uh, was it like twenty eight nothing or twenty one seven? May have been no years twenty one seven. It's twenty one seven. Then they had that bogus strip of um the football that they ran back for the touchdown to make it twenty eight seven. You know, it was one of those. It, uh, it you keep with what you call on the field. It was it was too close, in my opinion. I don't think it was too close because his forward progress has been stopped, and he's kind of been twisted. I mean, any other game, they would blow the whistle because of forward progress. I don't know if it was any other and game. And his knee was down. I'm not going to complain about that too much. We won. I'm not going to be a Liverpool fan this week. Sorry, Peter. I will be. Shouldn't have been. We should have won by more because we, that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Anyway. <laughs> but at any rate, Baylor's down 35-7. to They come... Storming back pretty much all in the fourth quarter. No, except for I think we kicked a field goal at the end of the third to make it 35 yeah. to 10. Matt, at 37 seconds left in the third quarter. All right. It was second and 10. Um, And Baylor, Baylor had the football with 37 seconds left. It was second and 10, and we committed a holding call, which pushed us from the 19 to the like a little bit further back uh, about to the 10 yard line, basically half the distance to the goal. Okay. At that point in the game, we had 90 yards to go with 15 minutes and 37 seconds left in the game. We were down 35 to 10, 25 points. ESPN analytics gave 
the University of Central Florida, a 99.9% chance to win the football game in that moment. There's telling me there's a chance. Point one percent. We did it. Point one percent. Also saw chance this to win the football game, and Baylor did it. The some some sports metrics uh, tweeted this out. They're like the odds of Baylor getting back to back two point conversions was only like fifteen percent after those touchdowns, and yeah. so did that too. So broke all kinds of odds. Um, and came back at one. Gus Malzahn said it best after the game in his post-game presser. He said, UCF did everything that uh, that you have to do to lose a game like this, yeah. and Baylor did everything you have to do to win a game like this. Absolutely. They gave up. Had a fumble, returned for a touchdown. They didn't convert on any drive in the third, in the, really, in the uh, fourth quarter. We yeah. blocked the field goal. Blocked the field goal. And let's so- be real here, man. They went up 21 to nothing with six minutes and 17 seconds left in the first quarter. All right. Not even 10 minutes gone in the first quarter of the game. They're up 21 to nothing. We held them to 14 points the rest of the way. He, I saw this stat. And this is from like Bud Elliott on um he's on 247 cover cover three podcast. He said that except for out of if you take away the, the first quarter. Baylor's like yards per drive was like 50 yards per drive, which is astronomical in, in those like advanced stats. Mm-hmm. Normally like a good drive is like, you know, like 35, 40 yards per drive. That's an amazing drive. So Baylor was doing like 50 yards per drive outside of the first quarter or something like that. And yeah. So, 50 like, yards per drive is legitimately, you are getting into field goal range no matter what. And so like every, so Baylor's offense is playing really well, pretty much the whole game. It's just we spotted them those, you know, big plays. Like that first yeah. play, wouldn't it? Like a eighty-yard like touchdown run or something like. Well, that. yeah. I mean, you look at their offensive possessions. Their first, their first offensive possession, one play, seventy-nine-yard touchdown. All right. Then they had a six-play drive for fifty-two yards and a touchdown. All right, that's a decent one, but it only took two minutes off the clock and only six plays. It's not that long of a drive. Their third touchdown drive to go up twenty-one to nothing. One play, sixty-five yards, took nine seconds. Like, yeah. They have they have 14 points on two plays. And in reality, they have 21 points on eight plays. The rest of the game. Really? Out of those eight outside of those eight yeah. plays, the rest of the game, they only scored 14 points. It on the whole, yeah. Baylor actually played a good full football it, game. It's it looks bad. First... It looks bad because yeah. you spotted them those touchdowns. Even like that play we were talking about. Let's and say you had to score 26 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's say well, yeah, we didn't score any points, but like Let's say on that play we were just talking about that they don't call it a fumble and we score on that drive. You know, it's it's twenty one fourteen. That's a different ball. It's twenty one fourteen. That's a different instead of twenty eight seven. Yeah, it's yeah. twenty one fourteen. So it's like it looks bad and like we didn't score except for that one touchdown in the first half. But statistically, I mean, all the things stats. happened though, and we came out on top. That's what's important. Yes, yes. Never gave up. I love. Did you listen to his? Uh, press conference like even like the the texas tech the monday press conference he gave uh dave Aranda, uh, bits and pieces of it yeah did you see did you hear the anecdote about uh matt jones yeah the the puking where he's like puking and he's getting the last chunks out and he gets up he says like we're gonna win this game like yeah we're gonna win this game that's such a like i heard someone's that's a football guy story like that's a 
just gonna vomit because I'm. I was before we started recording. I was watching the the, the Baylor Plus clips uh, of behind the scenes, and it was like, you know, Monterey Baldwin, dude. That dude is a leader on the side. Like, there's behind the scenes, right? He's walking around like he walks up to Caden Jenkins after the scoop and score, and he's like, "You're not." a freshman you're not a normal freshman you're like you're different like and there are guys that are surrounding Caden Jenkins saying you built different you built different and Monterey Baldwin walks up and he goes the game ain't over we need another one like that's what he said he's like it's not over all right you go get another one like go do this again like that was the mentality they had on the side like you could tell that there was kind of a seal that broke I think and I just I, I recorded with uh on the main 10 12 podcast earlier this week shout out to the 1012 we're part of the 1012 network um but uh and also sports social network i don't think we've mentioned them so go check them out but one of the things i, I described it as matt was i was like it felt like the scene in forrest gump when he breaks off the leg braces you know it was like yeah. the second half of this game it felt like the leg braces broke off and we finally got into a real stride where for the first time the team felt like like the pieces were clicking together. You know, it's the yeah. Jeff Grimes offense is like a, it's a fine watch where every gear needs to be moving in the right way at the right speed and connected to the right places. And all the little things have to be going to get the thing to tick. But and a lot of things like the, the choice to like, we're going to run a little bit more faster tempo. Like they weren't crazy. Oh dude, the up tempo. It was so good. It wasn't it was so good, man. up tempo. It's not like they were like, you know, no, it wasn't, it wasn't art Bryles. Or like Colorado, or but it was like that. a no huddle. Yeah, yeah. it and was. It was similar to you know. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say a guy that maybe a lot of Baylor fans don't have fond memories of as an offensive coordinator, but I, it reminded me of like the speed at which we played under Jeff Nixon. Yeah. Now people, I mean, our offense was not always great. Our but... offense wasn't good. I'm just talking about the tempo. Like, yeah. you actually kind of got up there now. Maybe you look back at the sideline to get a play call in, but you keep the defense on their heels. You don't slow everything down. I talk you about keep that. yourself in a rhythm. Yeah, and Aranda talked about that. It gives you an opportunity to show the defense a look, and they're not able to make a check and change the defense to what you're showing them because you're moving so Correct. fast. So, so that's that was that's one of the positive outcomes. Um, also, think of part of this. You can't talk about this game without talking about Blake Shapen, what he did on the field, but also Dave Aranda talked about. He was in the defensive huddles on the timeouts on the sidelines. You know, he's picking people's chins up and saying, look up, you know, on on both huddles. So, like, he was really a driving force. Talk about leadership with, with Monterey. I think you get that same thing. What we heard going into the season, I think this game kind of really illustrated we that. We saw it. Yeah. It's, and it was our first opportunity to see yeah. it. Blake got knocked out of the Texas State game. He didn't have the opportunity yeah. to get the guys fired up. Yeah. And uh, you made this point. And people can argue this point. It's really like a huge what if. But I think had he not gotten hurt, you probably would have seen this in Texas State and with a similar outcome of like, we're going to come back and win because of leadership of Blake Shapen on top of his play on the field. So I legitimately, and you know what? Like, you know, my dad used to say, ifs and buts, if, if, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have Merry Christmas. Like, that's, that's what my dad used to always tell me. And, and so we can, we can say if, 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 whatever, but I do believe a big if for this team is if Blake Shapen was fully healthy this year, we're a four and one football team. I don't think, yeah. I don't think we're a confident four and one, but I think we're a four and one football team. I don't think there's any iteration of this Baylor team that would have beaten what we saw against Texas. Texas is no. the real deal. 
But I think scored more points. If you have Blake Shapen yeah, if you have Blake Shapen against uh, against Utah, I think you're able to score enough in the like no, just enough absolutely. in the second half to win that game. Absolutely, and I don't think you give up the ball twice on your side of the field at the end. Yeah, if you have a chance to win at the end of the game with Blake Shapen, I'm 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 betting on Baylor to win that game. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I legitimately do believe that if if Blake Shapen was fully healthy this season, you're talking about a four and one Baylor team that had a disappointing game against Texas, a huge comeback against UCF, and 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 we're going into this Texas Tech game with a completely different vibe than we are right now, and. And yeah. that's what has me so For excited. Sure. I know, I know you're not it, rightfully so. Uh, you're not fully bought back in on, but you know. And I got down in the dumps, man. I I was texting you like I'm done. I can't believe this team. I, I can't know. believe you know. Like I was pissed. I tweeted out a couple was... of weeks ago. Like my toxic positivity is gone. I'm pissed off. I'm embarrassed. This is absurd. Guess what? That's all. I'm back in, baby. I'm back in. Joe Goodman is back, Matt. Yeah, I think I was texting you like probably like replacement coaches or something. Yeah. I was I was I was like I wasn't happy either. You you were not. Uh hold on, I'm actually going to look with see. Yeah, that's what I was trying to find it too cuz I was like I'm pretty sure I was You said you. you said bro and I said oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not watching. Like meaning yeah, like I was just like, yeah. I did continue watching. And then you said <laughs> It's rough stuff. And then I won't say what you said next. I don't think it's fair to say, but I said, I don't care about this team anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting there not having a good time. I, I legitimately went. So I was watching TV upstairs. I was watching the game upstairs. Halftime hits. So I came down to come hang out with my son for 15 minutes and hang out. And um. Oh yeah, so I was, I was you know I was a real reactionary that night. That uh, the one we're not going to read. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one we won't read. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I came downstairs to play with my son, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going back upstairs. Like, I was like, I'm gonna, I'll, I will watch the game. So I turned the TV on and I left the sound off so I could play with my son. He ended up going and and like drawing with my wife and having a time with her, and uh, and so I just I laid down on the couch. I had the sound off and I just had like my arms crossed and I was literally like hate watching. Like it was just like, I was just like, I'm I'm not going to be the person that turns this thing off, but I'm not happy about this. And then like, as it kept, as things started going, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to turn this down. I'm not going to move. I just was like my wife at one point, I think in midway through the fourth quarter, she was like, well, she was like, Hey, do you, and I was like, no, I can't move. Like, sorry, I have to stay exactly where I am right now. Yeah. So I was at a restaurant establishment that I knew would have a lot of TVs. And so I was watching all the games and I made it through the first half and I was like, I'm going home. And so I left and came home. And I think by the time I got back, and this is halftime. So by the time I got home, it was like 35 to seven. And then then I saw like the whole comeback, the field goal, everything. So I was like block field goal, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so part of me thinks it doesn't know if I can go to another game or like leave my house during games. So, uh, we'll have to see how that works out, but you were at home at the end of the Texas game. That didn't I was at home during the Texas game and didn't get much better, Yeah, but, uh, I was home for the second half of the, I'll just say that if the first half, if the first half starts bad, because I'm going to this game as a fan, you're going to the game to cover, you're going to the press box. Yeah. If we look like crap in the first half, you have to come down to the seats. Yeah. I have to, you have to change something. Yeah. 
have you to change my location. I have definitely have to change my location because that's been the yeah the one thing that's been constant. It's like, like I'm not wearing a single article of clothing that I've worn to a single football game this year. I can tell you that much. Are you wearing gold? You got you got your gold shirt. You're gonna yeah, wear that. So I bought a gold T-shirt, uh, and I, that I'll tell you guys about a little bit later. Um, but I yeah I did buy a gold T-shirt, but it's supposed to be chilly. It's going to be yeah. at, at the very least during game time. It should be in the 60s, if not down into the 50s. <laughs> Baylor so, athletics just can't win with this gold out stuff. Like, yeah. So I am. Uh, I, but here's the thing, Matt. I bought a gold. I bought a gold hoodie for the Sugar Bowl a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you did. So there you go. So I have a gold hoodie I can wear. All right. The so, problem is it's a thick hoodie. It might be too. I don't it know might, if it's going to be that cool. Warm. Yes, yeah, that's that's the problem. Is it's the like day, it will be. It'll be too warm. Yeah, for that it'll be too warm during the day. I think it, when the game starts, you'll probably be all right. I so mean, we'll see. I may we'll like see. carry the hoodie with me. Who who knows? Yeah, get your clear bag. Carry it. In. I'll have my two year old with me, and so maybe I can use it as a blanket for him or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So that was Baylor. Baylor's weekend. Um. So why don't we break down the rest of the Big 12 and our picks and, and how everything went on that front. Oh, all right. So we're going to close the book on the Miracle in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and Matt, it was not a great week for us last week. I think it was probably our worst week this season with only six games to pick. Uh, we were both 500. We both went three and three. Uh, I'll, I'll give you guys the rundown. Uh, Cincy BYU, we both picked that one correctly. We both picked BYU to win, and they did. Uh, Kansas at Texas, I got that right. I took Texas to win. You took Kansas, so you lost that one. Houston at Tech, you took Tech. You got that right. I took Houston. I got it wrong. We both got Oklahoma winning against Iowa State. We both got West Virginia at TCU wrong, um, and we both got UCF against Baylor wrong. So you missed Kansas, TCU, and UCF. I missed Houston, TCU, and UCF. And I'm glad to get UCF wrong. I mean, I'm not going to be mad about that. Yeah, yeah. We're both happy to get that one wrong. That does, though, Matt, bring you on the season to a total of 37 and 25 on your picks. I am now 43 and 19 on the year. All right. It'll, so you are, you're we'll still see. six games back. We'll see what happens. We're gonna have less games, and not very many. Not very many. We only have five games to pick this week when we get yeah. to our picks. Only five Big Twelve games this week. Yeah. So Texas Tech—that's our upcoming week. It, they kind of similar had a similar um, situation where we had. Um, I know there's gonna be. I'm I'm certain there's gonna be a fair amount of of Texas Tech fans. Yeah, there is. There's going to be there's going to be plenty of red there. I don't think it'll be the it won't be on the level that we saw against Utah and Texas. I don't think. No. Yeah. I mean, but you never know because the closest thing in the world. They do have the farthest. They do have like uh, like Waco campus at MCC. So there's a big chunk of Waco ones that probably have. And there's let's be honest, they have a they have a huge contingent in the Dallas area. Yeah. And it's not a we all know it's a very short drive. Um, But if you are. A Texas Tech fan, and you want to get some Texas Tech gear? Let me tell you about our friends over at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is the vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their 
wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel and show off your school spirit all season long. As it happens, they have a large selection of Texas Tech gear. Um, so the podcast Twitter posted like some hoodies because it is going to be chilly. You know, it's going to be a little bit crisper in the air this Saturday. So uh, uh, I've we've talked about my favorite Baylor hoodie, which is the 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 seal, which is the I monogram love, hoodie. Yes, I love that one. That's so my much. favorite as well. And then, but they got some good uh, Texas Tech ones. I got, I think they have black and red Texas Tech ones. So, so definitely, if you're a Texas Tech fan listening and need some more gear, that's a good place to check out. Absolutely, and if you're a Baylor fan, they've got you know it's probably too late to get your stuff for the gold game. Got plenty of stuff for the rest of the season, though. As Matt mentioned, some good hoodies, some uh, great crew necks on there too. If you're more into that thing, as well yeah. as just a ton of t-shirts. So check out Charlie Hustle. Yeah. And if you're a fan of a different school, they have over 30 schools to choose from. Uh, they've got you covered with all their collegiate apparel needs. So go to charliehustle.com. That's Charlie Hustle, vintage, made fresh. And as an added bonus, for being a fan of the 1012 podcast, our podcast, or any of the other podcasts in the network, you can use promo code 101215, which is good for 15% off all non-sale items. That's T-E-N. One two one five to get that additional fifteen percent off. Huge deal! I did it myself. The gold, the gold shirt that I'm wearing this weekend from Charlie Hustle. There you go. There we go. It's super comfortable. Fits great as well. And I'm a big dude. It's hard for me to find shirts that I feel like fit great, and this one does fit really well. It's good to hear. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, Jeff. All right, Matthew. Do you Let's want to go ahead dive in. Dive I, I mentioned picks? I mentioned it's a light week in the Big Twelve. Let's make some picks. Um, I'll I'll get us started this week. How about that? I'll get us started. All right. We've got uh, only five games. It's annoying, but it's it's bi week week in the Big Twelve. Um, we do also only have four games on Saturday. The first game of the weekend, actually, um, Friday night, six thirty p.m. So it's kind of like an early Friday game too. I feel like. Normally, these Friday games start more 7.30-ish, but um, I guess it'll be 7.30 Eastern. It's 4.30 on the West Coast, though. Um, 6.30 p.m. on Big Boy ESPN, the 3-1 and and 1-0 in conference, Kansas State Wildcats, who I believe are coming off of a bye week after beating UCF the week before. Both these teams Um, are. Yeah. Head down to Stillwater, Oklahoma, Boone Pickens Stadium, face off against the 2-2, 0-1 in the Big 12, Oklahoma State. Cowboys Matt Kansas State is a 12 point road favorite in this one as you mentioned both these teams got a week of extra rest Oklahoma State has not looked good this year Kansas State has their only loss of the year on a very like massively like what a 61 63 63 yard crazy yeah yeah some crazy number field goal to beat them on the road at Mizzou in the SEC who's undefeated um, so Kansas State very well could be undefeated on the year this year. 
Uh, 12 point favorite in Stillwater. What are you thinking about this one, Matt? Uh, to me, this is easy. This is like Kansas State all day. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I still have um I still have Kansas State making yeah. making it to Arlington this year. I think and, um Yeah, and as good as Kansas State is, and I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, I think it's more of like I just I think Oklahoma State's really bad. I think they're a bad football team. Yeah. There's a reason that Kansas State is almost a two touchdown road favorite here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked Oklahoma State to finish 13th in the conference this season. Um there were a lot of the more analytical folks uh, thought that they were going to be a little bit better. Um, and like some people I really, really trust, like Bill Connolly was a little bit higher on, on Oklahoma state this year. Yeah, I know uh, folks over at the 10, 12 were as well. And one of the things well, their that schedule they, is like super easy. Yeah, their schedule was super easy. Um, and they've only played four games. So they still have eight yeah. games left to play. So they, it could still come into to being uh, them being actually a, a better team than we expect. But they have not looked good, and the thing that I don't think the analytics have quite adjusted to yet is the mass turnover that teams yeah. are going through in college football these days. Yeah, and Oklahoma State had a ton of transfers, and I think Bill Connolly's stuff also takes into account like the previous year and the preseason. Yes. Whenever they do his his SP plus, it's more accurate as the year goes. as the year goes on. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. It's one of those things where it's like I'm never going to tell Bill Connolly he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it I was mean, like it's not his fault. I, when I saw when I saw like his when I saw the SP plus projections of Oklahoma State this year, I was like I was like, man, am I just way off base picking them to finish 13th? So far, they have not proven me to be a crazy person, but no. they still have time to change that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they will, but absolutely. All right, the game day game, big game. University of Oklahoma, the University of Texas, Red River, Red River Rivalry from the Cotton Bowl, 11 a.m., ABC. Texas is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So and on paper, this should be a great game. Both of these teams are undefeated, 5-0, and oh, uh, coming off of big wins the previous week. What do you think, Joe? It is well noted uh, what my childhood rooting interests were. Mm -hmm. I was crimson and cream all the way until I went to Baylor. Both these teams are undefeated. It is uh, it is often a throw the records out game, but as rivalry games go, it is there is a tendency to follow like generally the team that you think is better is kind of the better team. Though don't be surprised if the other one keeps it close or even wins it. Um. Texas is a touchdown favorite. It is a neutral site. They are riding higher than they have in a long time. Texas really feels like they are back. I think Texas is a legitimately good football team. It will not surprise me if they run the table and go undefeated and make the playoff this year. All of that said, Boomer Sooner, baby. I'm taking the Sooners to win this thing. All right. So I'm really, I'm still skeptical. And I say skeptical about Oklahoma. Um, I, th I think I picked them in preseason to be like eight and four. I think that's what I said. Um, they're probably going to be better than that. Most likely they're going to be better than that. However, I I don't still don't think they've played anybody that's really got a pulse. You know, they played Cincinnati. Iowa State looks like a bad team. While their defense has been good and Oklahoma just run roughshod over that defense. Um, I think this is going to be an old school Big 12 game. 
It's going to be a high scoring on both sides, or or I should say, uh, your typical Oklahoma Texas Red River rivalry game. And so, at the end of the day, I just think Texas has better coaching. So I'm going to go with the Longhorns up in Dallas. Your childhood team. Yeah, I took my childhood team. We'll see who comes out on top. Absolutely. All right. Uh, uh, we will dive in. So that's the early game on Saturday. As you that's mentioned. the that's only 11 early game in the Big 12, yeah. Um, so like I said, this is the only afternoon game of the weekend in the Big 12 at 3 p.m. on Big Boy Fox. The team on the losing end of the, uh, the miracle in the Magic Kingdom, the UCF Knights will head on the road back to the state of Kansas. They got to play their first home game last week against Baylor. Uh, the week before that, they played at Kansas State. This week, they will head to Lawrence, Kansas. David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium at 3 p.m. to play the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas, 4-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in the Big 12, coming off of a pretty rough loss to Texas last week. Texas really dominated them. As I mentioned, UCF, as we all know, coming off that loss against Baylor last week. Uh, so both of these teams looking to right the ship. KU only a one and a half point favorite at home in this one. And I do believe there's some questions around whether or not Jalen Daniels will play. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that will be a big thing. I think he's dealing with a back issue. Um, Matt at only a one and a half point favorite. And after getting throttled by Texas last week, does Kansas kind of come crashing back to earth a little bit, or uh, do they prevent UCF from being the very first new joiner to beat an old big 12 school? So I'm torn on this game because on one hand, I wasn't really impressed with UCS defense, especially the second half, fourth quarter of that game. But I don't know what the quarterback situation is for Kansas either. And it is a very like demoralizing to, I mean, as we know, we got blown out by Texas too. So we it's it's not not great feeling i'm gonna go with kansas i think they're gonna be able to just run all over ucf so i think they're a better for i think they're a better football team however i think it's gonna be a lot of points scored i think ucf is still gonna put up like 35 points i just think uh their defense is not great i I'm going to agree with you on this one. And it's only because I kind of want to see the streak of the newbies losing to the old guys. Like I like that the newbies, the only one of them that has a win so far in the big 12 is BYU. And it's only because they played another one. Yeah. yeah. They, they played Cincinnati. So um, none of them have beaten any of the hateful eight or UT or OU yet. Um, I'm sure it will happen at some point this year. I don't think all of them oh, are yeah. just going to go, you know, Oh, a nine. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick KU here. I think they hold on and move to five and one and they, they kind of get the ship right. I'm not sure if John Rice Plumley is going to be back for UCF either. Um, and if Jalen Daniels plays, I think, um, I think Kansas will definitely be able to outscore UCF. So that's who I'm taking in this one. All right. At 7 PM on FS2, TCU travels to Ames to take on. Iowa State, they are a six-point road favorite. So what do you think, Joe? TCU's coming off a loss, tough loss against West Virginia. Iowa State got mollywopped by Oklahoma last week. Yeah. Iowa State's oh, man. Two and Both three. these teams have a 
have a bad taste in their mouth from last yeah. week. Uh, Iowa State especially because it was kind of like the opposite of what was, happened in our game. Close at early. It was like, very close. It was a very close yeah. game, and they just blew Iowa the Iowa State got the ball with just a couple minutes left in the first half. I think they were down by three, um, and it was they were either down by three or seven, and Oklahoma was going to get the ball back to start the second half, and their fan base on Twitter was like, "All right, let's just go get some points here. Like this is the perfect time to go get some points. Keep it close. They get the ball back to start the third." build some momentum, you know, our defense will come out and get a stop. And they promptly threw an interception in Oklahoma scores. Um, yeah. So which, which, and then that was kind of the beginning of the end for Iowa state, but they were really, really in it for, um, you know, 28 minutes of a football. And after that, Oklahoma just, you know, pushed their will. And I don't, I just think Iowa state's offense wasn't good enough. That said, this is a home game. Um, TCU lost to West Virginia, which I think is a pretty similar team to Iowa State this year. Uh, defensive heavy focus on the run game. They're not going to really like wow you with anything they do, but they're fundamentally sound and, and they play great defense. I think that's something that TCU struggles against. Um, in the past, we have seen the offense that TCU currently runs struggle against defensives like the 3 3 5 that uh, Iowa State runs. So I think there's a bit of an advantage there. Um, it's at home. It's at Jack Trice, uh, and I, they don't lose a lot there recently. Or it's a tough place to play it at the very least. So uh, I'm going to take Iowa State to actually pull this one off. I know they're a touchdown, uh, the, a touchdown dog in this one, but I'm going to take Iowa State to win this football game. I'm going to go with TCU. Probably the smart move. And I'll be quite honest. Most of that's because. I got to gain some ground on you somewhere. So, yeah. And, gotta... and that's a good one to pick, man. So, there we go. All right, man. I'll take us into the game of the week. Let's go. In the Big 12. It is official, everybody. The Butt Bowl is here. It's the most wonderful time of the year. B U T T. Butt stuff. Man, I am stoked, honestly, that this game is back on campuses again. I've said that for two years in a row now. It's nice that it's not played randomly in Dallas. It's fun that these fan bases get to interact with each other. I think bringing this game back to campuses has actually like added something special to this quote-unquote rivalry. We were just on the Talking Tech pod before we were recorded this. Yeah. And one of the things that I described this game as is it's like it's a fun rivalry, like especially with the coaches that we have. They've worked together. Um, there's hardcore not just that, mutual like, respect between the two of them. We got like Baylor alum on that staff, like with Brian yeah. Hans. I mean, we're just it's it's there's so much connectivity between the two staffs. Especially. And there's and there's this like kind of like mutual fun that I feel like the active members of the Twitter community between the two fan bases have with each other for now. The, for the most part, um, yeah. yeah, for the most part, uh, every fan base has their bad people, um, but. And Texas Tech and Baylor are definitely not exempt from from that statement. Um, no, but God, there are some really, really great fans. I admire how fired up Texas Tech fans get. Um, they can get annoying at times and they can be over the top at times. But that is what this sport is about. So I appreciate who they are as a fan base. You mean um, the preseason like playoff picks? That was uh over the top. Yeah, dude, man. Like, I love that, though. Like, I, I loved it when that was right. us. That was us when last that was year. Us, that was great. Desmond Howard has in the playoff last year. Yeah. So, so 
I, I love that stuff, dude. Like that's what gets you. That's what gets you excited about this. It's what makes this sport special. It makes. It's what. It's what makes this sport different than, than than pro sports. It's cool to be the number twenty three team in the country. Like, um, and and I, I, I really have grown to enjoy this game and the banter that occurs. Uh, that occurs here. I think the the coaching matchup is cool. Um, so yeah, it's a special game. It's the bubble. Um. Let's just let's let's dive into it, Matt. So this one, it's a night game, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. We've mentioned it a couple of times. It should be pretty cool for kickoff. Um, something we have not experienced yet this year. It has been hot as hell in every oh. game that we've played in McLean so far this I, year. So I be, cannot wait. I just absolutely yeah. cannot wait. A nice reprieve. Night game. They're coming here. We've won what two in a row against them now. Um yeah. since we've since we've gone back to campus play dominated them last season they're down their starting quarterback tyler shuck um and baron morton the guy that started against us last year he threw one touchdown and three picks against us last year um he will be starting uh, um texas tech is currently this line has moved a ton a one point road favorite in this one i believe it opened at baylor one and a half i think it moved to baylor two and a half for a little while and then over the last day or so, it has moved over in Texas Tech's favor to a one-point line, um, which yeah. is a pure toss-up game. Um, yeah. And money's coming in when it was Baylor favored. People, they're coming in the opposite. So yeah, yeah. And and ESPN analytics, you know, they're they're not as bullish as say Vegas is on this one. They give Texas Tech a sixty-six percent percent chance to win this. Um, again, analytics not so great at judging whether or not starters are in or out. Um, or who's going to win the game? We talked about that huh? earlier. Or who's even going to win a game during the game? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it was the same thing last week, right? Yeah. I mean, God, and we and we mentioned it at one point. ESPN Analytics gave UCF a ninety nine point nine percent chance to win that game. Baylor ended up winning it. So, so yeah. um, not something to put all your stock in. Even though, like, I'll, I'll take a quick look. I'll give you a rundown before I think ask you who I think they're gonna who's gonna win here, Matt. But like, total yards on the season. I don't think people are very happy with Baylor's offense so far this year. I don't think anybody's going to sit here and tell me that they think that Baylor's done a great job offensively. Baylor averages more yards a game than Texas Tech does. Blew my mind. 413 to 405. Like, that's what you're looking at. So, talking about similar offenses here. Yards rushing, they average about 30 more a game than us. Yards passing, we average uh, about 40 more a game than they do. So, like, that's kind of, like, where the difference lies. Um, You know, they, on defense... They give up 375 yards a game. We give up 394 yards a game. So they've, they've got us beat by 20 yards, Matt, um, on the defensive side of the ball. Both these teams, two and three, first game of the season, lost to a team that's kind of like borderline FCS, if we're being honest. Texas State and Wyoming. The next I game. Stay, I won't stand for this Wyoming slander. <laughs> they're not borderline FCS. They, they're, they're good. Five team. Come on. Um. Anyway, their next game, Matt, they lost at home to a really good, highly ranked Pac-12 team. Mm-hmm. The week after that, they did beat an FCS team, just like Baylor did. Mm-hmm. The week after that, they lost a game to a Big 12 squad. Theirs was West Virginia. Ours was Texas. Probably not the same thing. Um, and then the following week, we both beat up on a new joiner. Like, So these two teams yes. have essentially had the exact same season. I would it's say, crazy. I would say they have had the exact same season. And even the Texas West Virginia week. So like we lost 
big to a team who was picked first in the preseason poll. They lost to the team that was picked last in the preseason poll. I think they're equally demoralizing. Losses. Yeah, theirs was a bit theirs closer. Was closer. They only lost by seven. We lost by to 32. A, they <laughs> lost closer to a worse team. Yeah. But so. they blew out a Houston team. They didn't have to have a massive comeback like we did. No. So they won 49-28 last week. They were tight. It was, uh, I think, tied. It was going back and forth. I mean, it, was, it wasn't It was a lot to, if you're a defensive-minded person, you really didn't like that game very much. Right. But, yes, it was. They did put up a lot more points. Than, no. than we yeah, they have absolutely scored more than Baylor has this year yeah. as well. Um, you know, I, I you know we've we gained more game yards. Helps. We've gained so. more yards. They have scored more points. Um, so it's it's an interesting thought, and the betters kind of have it sitting there too, where it's a it's a toss up game. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say a one point favorite for Texas Tech. We normally say the home team gets three points. So that means you're telling me Baylor's two points better on a neutral, or our Tech is. Uh, four points better on a neutral site. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Matt, though, you're behind. I'll pick first so I can give you the okay. opportunity uh, okay. to to counter me because I'm currently in the lead. Um, I'm back on board with Baylor, Matt. Like I, I said that at the top, and I am. I'm fully bought in. I think this team. I think this team found something and I think it's going to carry them going forward. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. I don't think they're truly going to make it back to Arlington, but I think this is a bowl team again. Um, That said last week, Matt, I picked UCF to beat Baylor and I was wrong. I'm tempted to do the same again this week, but you know what? I'm not because it's Baylor gang or die. I'm back in. I'm going to take Baylor to win. All right. So you got Baylor. <clears throat> like you, Joe, I, I picked Baylor to win every one of our first four games. And we beat LIU. Yes. Now, the one time I went against Baylor, I lost last week. So we all have sacrifices we have to make in life. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick Tech to do. I'm trying to do what you wanted to do, but but didn't. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Tech in order of a reverse jinx. That's my goal. So Texas You're, Tech. We are pick, not worthy of your sacrifice, sir. So, there you go. We are not honestly. Worthy. Honestly, it's not a sacrifice at all. It's really a win-win for me. If if I yeah. lose, Baylor wins. If I win, I get more towards catching. Yeah, you catch <laughs> up to me. You know, so, like, there you go. You're you're hedging. That's yeah, all. I am. absolutely hedging. Absolutely, you're hedging. But there we go. All right, man. Those were some. Those were some great, excellent picks of the week, Matt. Um, what if people wanted to make their own picks? It's interesting you bring that up because I'm gonna once again talk about our awesome sponsors through the ten twelve network. That we've got called Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California, Florida, Georgia, and the great state of Texas, along with many more across the country. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and an over under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. 
It's fast and easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they offer tons of sports that you can imagine. You know, you got the NFL going on right now. So if you're a Texans fan, you can get high on CJ Stroud, on Damian Pierce, um, Nico Collins, and the stuff that we got going down there in Houston this weekend. You got the Cowboys, you got the 49ers playing each other. Classic matchup. I know there's plenty of listeners here that are big Cowboys fans. You can go sit there and talk about what you think Dak Prescott's going to do or what Brock Purdy's going to do in that game. Um, you got college football. We talked plenty of that today. College basketball is coming up. NBA training camps are starting, so you can start getting ready, geared up for NBA. MLB, we're in the playoffs right now. You can check out some of the stuff they've got for that. Soccer is in full swing. Plus, they got MMA and many other sports. Go check it out. If you use promo code BEAR12, that's B-E-A-R-1-2, you get an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100 for new joiners. That's right, promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your first deposit. Prize Picks is available online and in the App Store or on Google Play, so go check them out. Um, and thank you for sponsoring us through the 1012 Network. Absolutely. So, Joe... Did you watch the finale of Ahsoka? Let's just jump right into the the meat of what everyone wants to hear. Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I did. I think, we, and and we've talked about this. We need to actually talk to Peter about it. Um, yeah, we want to do like a full like yeah. Series By week, we'll do a full synopsis of the series. Um, also, real quick, I, the writer strike is fully over now, right? Writer strike's over. They've yeah, yeah, they, they 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 got everything that they wanted. This is awesome. So I wanted to shout out to them. Um, that opens us up. Uh, to really start doing the deep dive, which excites me so that we can do that that bi-week uh, Ahsoka breakdown. Yes, Matt, I did earlier today, before we started recording earlier, I was able to watch the latest episode of Ahsoka. Um, what did you think of it? Like, it just, just, how did you feel? So, I gotta be honest. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, it was like meh. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. it's like so. Like I, I think I internally had expectations raised in my head, but I, I forgot that this is a lead up to like a crossover movie with Mandalorian. Yeah, I was verse. expecting more closure. So I, there was I wanted, a lot less yeah. closure than I got. Same way, I was like, I was like, oh, and whenever at the end, but then I started to like realize I forgot that this is part of a build-up to a, a big crossover event type of movie so after that i was like oh i'm okay with it you know but overall as an episode first of all i was like we needed more like balin and shin in this episode a yeah we got none except and, for three seconds for each of them and so that but they did, you know, give us some Easter eggs for for Rebels if you're a Rebels fan. So some of those, whatever uh, Balin and Shin with the uh, where they were located or where he was located. I don't. She went back to the nomads. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. So I was expecting her to maybe join our our guys like Ahsoka, but you know she just wasn't an episode. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, we'll do like a deeper like description we'll do more deep when we, dive, when we so do the like... deep dive. But there was one thing that bothered me, and that I was worried was going to happen in this sh- in this in this show specifically. And it's a thing that I hate when 
when series or movies or universes in general fall into the trap of all the main characters need to be powerful and need uh, to have I know what you're talking about certain powers. And there is a character this season who they have been like hinting at, like, hey, maybe you could have certain powers that shouldn't. And there's no reason for them to. And they've even admitted in the show that she shouldn't. And yeah, she just it now in this episode, they were like, you know what? Fine. We're giving it to her. And I was just like, come on. There, there were hints in Rebels that she may be sensitive. But my problem with that mostly was. They've showed us all season she's not sensitive. I was expecting like so and we're talking about Sabine Wren. Like if we're so gonna be well, my thing was like, like build I up expected to her to be like uh I cannot remember the character's name in Rogue One, but the guy oh, yeah. that the the blind monk yeah, yeah that yeah. like is you know I'm one with the force, the force is with me, that guy. Yeah. And I expected her to be maybe be along the lines of that, where it's just like you don't have any real power, but you are in tune with the force. Yeah. And I, I always yeah. expected like that's the 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 points where her training was going, I but in this episode we see her just like fully this, using like, the force as a seasoned Jedi might. They've been doing this like what I I only assume they probably think is like cute things or like where she tries to move something and something moves and you think, oh, she's learning it. Then it's like, oh no, it's the like Star Destroyer. It's yeah, like I always thought it was like that's good comedic relief. And it also a bit retcon. Like, I wonder if, if they're trying to like retcon the midichlorians. Like, that's oh, what I'm wondering if probably, that's what's going on. Probably absolutely. I think there's so, like, probably a lot of stuff they're trying to retcon. <laughs> because like the midichlorians essentially establish that like there is a physical genetic trait that you have in your blood listen, that allows you to listen. like interact with the force. That was dumb then it's dumb now and the way that they're setting it up in this show the way like ahsoka is describing it is like no anybody can so and it's like it was dumb then but like i don't mind the i don't like the metachlorians nobody does i just also don't like anyone can be right i like the very that's one of the things i loved about rebels as a show was the variation of skill sets that each character brought to it, it felt like a, a crew show, yeah. like where you've got a crew, where you've got everybody has their thing, and you you I, know you don't have to have this crossover. I think she, I think she's always been force sensitive. Even in Rebels, if you watch Rebels, she now again maybe it's because it's animation. She's doing some flips and moves. I'm like, that's a large jump. Well, I mean, Mandalorians <laughs> do that in the animated shows. Like the Mandalorians are pretty pretty yeah. crazy in the animated shows, but maybe they weren't. But it is what it is at this point. <laughs> um, I, also, my th- I was thinking like, where are these people in the sequel trilogy? Because yeah, well, that's what I've seen people, people talk about on Reddit is like maybe they're just all on this planet. That <laughs> well, maybe I think we talk about retcon. I think. I do think like they're definitely retconning the sequel trilogy. That's happening. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what's going. Like, yeah, where is Hera? That, where is you know, like, why is there not one mention of Thrawn I along with the New Order? Like, or the first those order. movies don't, didn't happen. If we're gonna yeah. watch this, don't bring up the sequel because that stuff don't matter. <laughs> but it, it's weird because Disney made them. <laughs> I know. <It's> like, <laughs> um, 
The other thing, okay, here's a here's a major question I have. Like, I guess we'll dive into this. And <laughs> sorry, sorry at this point. Late spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> um I may add a spoiler. Like, did, maybe I missed it because I, I watched the episode on my phone. Like literally I got home from the office. I had about like an hour before I needed to go pick up Teddy. And so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna sit down and watch this real quick. I may have missed it at the very end. When does Ezra get this shuttle? So this has to be when he's on the ship on the Star Destroyer. They have to be has to be on one of they had to be on the Star Destroyer. Because he was still well, in his know, like, yeah, I mean he's on the Star Destroyer. He, and he, he knocks out the Easter egg of him knocking out the stormtrooper so and getting knew, his suit. He which is off. a callback to Rebels because yeah. he collects the suits. And so it has to be so he must have just taken it from but then. There, but they don't they, show it. They don't we have it. established that this Star Destroyer that Thrawn has can essentially just track everything. Like, it, it's just like, yeah, we automatically know where the Jedi ship is. Like, even well, like maybe just... it was in during the jump. I don't know because they're jumping through like hyperspace or whatever. Yeah, like. but you need to be attached to the super end. Like, like here's the thing: is like it's also clearly an Imperial ship, so you flew it directly to where the fleet yeah. is. Like, it's, it's like, are we going to open up the continuation of this? Of, of like, hey, Thrawn knows where they are because like uh, Ezra parked like, an Imperial I ship there? I would have... You might as well not have had that scene with Ezra and just do that in the movie. Yeah. Right? Just, we know he's on... The, he, we know he's back because... He's I fully the, expected the, it, yeah, to him, like, whatever the continuation with him was, like, some kind of sabotage thing that he's got going or, on, and they have you, to make... They have to go to the ship and rescue him You again. could even just... He could just be with Hera and just like have an exposition dump of like this is how he got. Tell us how he got back. We don't have to. You don't have to show us. You can just tell us what happened. And he's just back with the you know the Republic. Yeah, it made no sense to me that there's suddenly like an Imperial shut. Like, how does he know where they are, Matt? Yeah, and I was sitting there. I was watching. How does he know how to find them? Whenever they're showing him like this, this shuttle come in to this group. I was like. What what am I what is this? Like I didn't even know yeah, what, what is was going this? on. I didn't know who what ship that was or where they were. I going fully to. thought it was gonna be it was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be Leia. And I thought it was gonna be that, Leia coming hey, to I tell. I had that same thought. I thought, oh, this is like I, I thought it was gonna be thing. Leia coming to say, like, I have sensed something in the force that tells me that Thrawn yeah. is back. I thought it was gonna be Leia too. That's I had that same thought. And then whenever they opened up and it was I saw the like stormtrooper, I was like, oh. Uh, it's Ezra. It's Ezra. But yeah, I was immediately like, okay, <laughs> did they not notice that uh, an Imperial shuttle left the Star Destroyer and they just decided to just be cool that with that? Was... Also, does it have tracking devices? Also, mm -hmm. did, how did he know where Hera was? That was totally so you could have that Hera-Ezra reunion. It's the only reason you do that. Yeah, there's a, other ways that I feel but like you, you could have done, done that before. again in the, the next upcoming thing they're going to do. Like all I would have taken too is a thirty second scene of him stealing it. True. Tell us, show us how he got off of the, how he got away with this shuttle. Yeah, this imperial. And then like, just like one throwaway line that's like, um, you know, like he always like he remembers what Hera's like code would be to find her on like a hyper jump thing. Like, yeah. Like that's like just some throwaway crap, but like the way that they, I, or, I hated that. Or he could sense like Jason with the force to know where he's at. So yeah, like yeah, don't even show him showing up to Hera. Show him steal the shuttle and then show him like closing his eyes using the force. And just he saying, sees where they are, and then he Jason. just opens his eyes, smiles, hits hyperspace. Well, I guess he didn't Chris. know he didn't know Jason existed. I guess 
No, but like he would have been able to sense probably Hera. Yeah, yeah. She's a mother figure to him. True, 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 true. Okay. But like yeah. that's what any that of those been any of those would have been fine. Any of those would have been fine. But the the ending we got though was uh, uh was Force Ghost Anakin not talking to anybody for some reason. Yeah. So I think again spoilers for Rebels, but you know they show the statues of the the you know those I don't know if they're deities what they are you know like the father the yeah the father the the brother. And the and, daughter, is that, is that what it is? And the mother. I think it's the mother. mother is the okay. One. So like, and then one of them has gone. Yeah, the like, head of the mother is gone. Which I think in Rebels, kind of ah- Ahsoka kind of took over that mantle whenever they're, it's part of a storyline. But there is a part of it where the, the father told, told, I think either Anakin or Darth Vader that like, he'll take over like the, the son role as well. So, I don't know. This is just a theory. Like, did Anakin take over this role of this? That's why he was in the world between worlds. He was. In, yeah, I do think that I, that's a that's conjecture I've seen on Reddit as well. And like, that's why he exists in the world between worlds, because he's taken over this role of this. Entity of the sun, I guess. Yeah. So that that's the reason I think that you would show him as a force ghost at the end is because I wonder if they were trying to say like Balin is meant to be the father yeah because he's on the statue and he's you know got his that's an that's another interesting piece of this is the yeah. actor is dead unfortunately yes, yes. and Ray, he's so good ray stevenson passed away after filming he's so good at this role so I good know, at it. i know now people have kind of put their thoughts out there about recasting it like who are actors you could recast him um i think by the way he did such a good job it's going to be hard to do, but the way they left it, I think you have no choice but to recast. Yeah, you have to recast him. Yeah. Now, I mean, I guess there's a lot you can do. I'm sure you have a lot of like footage of Balin and you can use computers. And they did the same thing with like um, Carrie Fisher, Luke. Leia, you know, you know, she passed away before the final, whatever it was called. And they kind of just used other footage and kind of put her in there put her in the film or used to even use the audio dialogue to. So I don't know, but yeah, so he was so good. I would like to see that character more or even people even said like, I want to see like a, a, like a prequel series about Balin skull because he was in the clone wars. I mean, he was a general. And so it's like, yes, yeah. let's, let's see some of that. Um, I speaking of recasting him, I have seen one recommendation that I think is epic, which would fit perfectly. I saw one too. Let me see if it's the same one. Leave Schreiber. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, then I saw that. I was like, no, that's a good idea. That's <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely. That's like that's I even it. saw. I even saw pictures where somebody had like photoshopped him as Balin. Because well, like, he's okay, about because Ray Stevenson is a was a big guy and and yeah, Leave Schreiber's tall too. So he's 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 like, you know. Well, they're well over six feet tall. Yeah, and he can he, if he can grow a beard, you just dye it white, and you're good to go. Yeah, or even just have a f- makeup. <laughs> you just have a fake beard. Yeah, you don't have yeah, to. Grow. And, and he can have the same demeanor. Like the the demeanor yes. there could be. Yes, absolutely. That's that's a brilliant like fan casting. But yes, I agree. Yeah. That'd be a great great addition. Well, I, at any rate, I I do think 
um it wasn't as good as of an ending as I expected. It was still fine. I'm not upset yeah. about it. There are some questions I have and some things that I didn't like, but overall it's kind of it is good a Star action, Wars thing. They cool night sister stuff, fun fun lightsaber battles, cool seeing Ezra back in action fully again. Um the so, only critique, other critique I would have is like at no time did I worry about our heroes at any point. They were like well, no Star stakes. Wars. I had no stakes whatsoever. Like when she was fighting um Morgan, I was like, yeah, Oh, yeah, hundred percent no. Lose. But that's Star Has anybody except for has anybody except for Qui-Gon gone down outside of their own like desire to go down? No, I don't think well, I mean, like Qui-Gon's the only death we've actually like Han Solo. Like, Obi-Wan wants to die. Like, oh yeah, Han. I guess Han. That didn't feel earned. Um uh, yeah. Like Qui-Gon, um, Qui-Gon hit different. little little patricide going on, but yeah, Qui-Gon, I still like I, I remember how I felt as a kid in the theater when that happened. Even and even that, like Dave Filoni's talked about this, the the ramifications of Qui-Gon dying. Oh yeah, I mean the whole Darth Vader doesn't exist to Qui-Gon. Duel of the die. Fates and the, the ramifications of like being raised by Obi-Wan completely changed the trajectory of Anakin's life. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, like, I, so I did not expect any of the main characters to die. Like, also, I, ex- I expect that out of Star Wars. Also, they're going to have to start explaining how can people can take lightsaber, lightsaber wounds to the chest and live. And Qui-Gon oh, that only dude was a zombie. Died. No, but I'm saying Sabine in the first episode got stabbed. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, we already talked about that. But like, um, how come only Qui-Gon dies from this wound? Because they don't get him to a back to tank in time. And then you go look at the Obi-Wan series. Oh boy, our Inquisitor. He did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Multiple I don't know. Inquisitors. Man. Wasn't it the, the female Inquisitor? She got stabbed. Yeah, in the she gets too. stabbed by Vader. Lives. Yeah, she does live. Obi-Wan. Or Qui-Gon. Or Qui-Gon. Weak sauce, buddy. Maybe Maul's just better at like hitting the Maul uh... got cut in half and he lived. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. He gives he gives Quagon a little poke and then immediately gets legitimately cut in half. Not only cut in half, but falls down a yeah, cut in half and falls out a shaft who knows how many hundreds of feet. Yeah, where nobody's gonna go look for him. Yeah. <laughs> just pops up later. Like Obi Wan runs over to Qui Gon, <laughs> like he gets to talk to Qui Gon and he tells him to raise the kid. Maul like, just, just the kid. yeah, <laughs> yeah then dies, but Maul Maul survives. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I hadn't thought about that before. Hey, anyway, oh my god, we'll talk Qui Gon. Yeah, dude. Healthcare was a bit horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Qui Gon didn't have health insurance. I mean, wow. <laughs> There's All the right. title of this episode Qui Gon didn't have health insurance. <laughs> so, anything else you're watching? Or I'm, I'm probably like you. We're watching, I watched some playoff baseball. Or, I mean, you're probably not watching it yet. I watched playoff baseball the last couple of days. Uh, no, but... I watched the last two outs of the Twins game 
earlier just because I it was so on. The Astros are playing the Twins, right? Yes. Okay. And then the Rangers will play the Orioles Correct. in the divisional series. So there we go. So do you think it'll be like Astros Rangers for the championship series? No. You don't think no. so? No. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Baltimore, Minnesota. Yeah. Baltimore's a good team, Minnesota's a good team. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, I'm watching some playoff baseball. Um I I put a bunch of like movies on Max in my like watch list. Like I still haven't watched the Batman or like the Flash movie. So You haven't seen the Batman? No, I still haven't watched it yet. Oh, dude, it's so good. Well, I have a a lot of free time recently on my hands, so uh I've thought like, well, I'm going to maybe I'll watch a movie every every now and then and get caught up in things I haven't really had time to watch, sit down and watch. So or I haven't prioritized, I guess. I prioritize other things. So Yeah, the Batman's good. The Batman though, best suited for like watch it on the best screen you can. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's about it. That's about it. I'm watching. Um about you planning games, reading any books? No, not really, man. I've just been uh I've been going to bed early this week. And oh, okay. I'm I four weeks of like football travel and personal travel. Like I was, I was gone every single weekend in oh, September. Yeah. Um, you you went to like Georgia. Yeah. I went to Georgia one weekend and then the other three weekends I was in Waco and yeah, yeah. um, lots of late nights. And but it was nice to have the, that weekend that Saturday where I don't got to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, that was last weekend yeah. and that was, that was nice, but I ended up letting because my wife had been doing a lot of care for the baby. I let her like she went out and had a girls' night, spent the night with her friends, and like I was like, okay, I'll take. So like, I was still super busy last weekend, yeah. and um, work this has been crazy. Be good. This weekend will be good for you. You are going as a family. You get to stay. Yeah, we're going as a family. Waco. I'll get some help. I don't have to drive back. I have to drive back to Houston at the, at eleven eleven p.m. twelve midnight. I decided to take off on Friday. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like Friday. I'm taking off. I need a day off. So like Friday is a me day. I'll be honest with you. I was talking to a friend earlier this week and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to the game because I was like, I was being super old man. I was like, 7 p.m. is a late kick. It'll, I don't want to be dealing with all that at 11 p.m. I was like, I was just like, I'd just rather just not have to deal with that. But then as the week gets closer to the game, you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. Yeah. You start getting excited about go. it. Yeah. yeah, I want to be there. But especially since we have a credential, it's like, I'll go. Yeah, there's no reason not to. And yeah. And, we got, and the tailgate's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, hit us up if you want to join because we're there's gonna be tons of tech fans there with us too. The good ones, um, they're, gonna, they're a blast. They're friends. My friends. My wife is a tech fan. She's gonna be there. My yeah. best friend and his wife. His wife went to tech. They're gonna be there. My son's gonna be there for his very first football game. Um, he's got a cool gold shirt. He's gonna wear. So we yeah. are we are ecstatic. You should get you should get him one of those like uh, split shirts, kind of like how like. The Kelsey's no. mom does, where it's like one no, part is like Texas Tech. Well, your My wife, wife knew your wife from day is... one. I told her, like, if oh, we God. ever have kids, they're going to be Baylor fans. All she's right. Like, she's like, fine. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. Okay, that's good. At least y'all got that worked out <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. All right, man. Where can people find you, Joe, if they want more of your content? You can find or... me doing some zeding. 
or tweeting or whatever you want to call I'm it. I'm not going to call it zeding. Yeah. Um, zeding, as Matt calls tweeting. it regularly. Tweeting is what it's called. His favorite thing right now to do is to zeet about Christmas. He loves, he wants to start talking about Christmas now. I don't think that's um, illegal in Waco to zeet, actually. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. You can also find me on rdailybears.com. I dropped the position grades earlier today. So I saw uh, that yesterday when you listened. So I saw that. Um, so those came out for the UCF game. Me and Cody or do those every week. Um, and then uh, Cody's actually going to do the instant reaction this week because I'm going to the game as a fan. So check awesome. that out. Um, and then check us out. Uh, Matt and I are both in the ODB Discord from time to time, mm-hmm. so come check us out over there. Matt, where can the people find you, and where can they find the podcast? Uh, find the podcast on Twitter at the Bearden Pod and at thebeardenpod.com. You can find me also on Twitter at Matt underscore Workman, and uh, you can find me in person uh, at the tailgate this weekend with uh, our friends uh, Tristy and Stephen from Talking Tech Pod. We just talked to them and. I'm excited to meet them in person and hang out, watch some early football before we head into the game. Yeah, and I think and go check out the we have a tailgate Twitter. Uh it's called yes. uh it's at Baylor underscore mafia. Yes. And all the, the Baylor information mafia about the tailgate. tailgate. All the information you need will be posted there for sure. Oh wow. And Mike did tweet earlier today. So he said uh he said uh, I would probably make sure you're at the Baylor Mafia tailgate Saturday. And there is a bottle of uh, two different bottles of Mictors, one bourbon, one straight rye, a bottle of Old Forester, and a bottle of Russell's Reserve. So some really go. nice stuff. There we go. So, yeah, if you're in, you're going to the game, you're in Waco or whatever, whether you're a Tech fan or Baylor fan, come by and see us. We'll be there and having a good time. All right, Matt. Until next time. Until next time. Sick and bears. Sick and bears. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.